Good morning. Good morning. If, you are, uh, if you're done, feel free to have a seat for just a moment. Take a load off. You deserve a break. I uh, hope you're having fun this morning. hope this is a little different uh, than our, our normal sort of Sunday morning, but it's a pretty impactful moment together. And uh, let me just say, I want to say this, hopefully it doesn't sound weird or condescending, but I, I just want to say this, um, I, am, I am so proud to be a part of a church that's willing to forego the comfortable to do what's good and impactful in the world. So thank you for doing that today. I want you to think about just for a moment maybe the kitchen table in your house or the dining room table in your house for just a moment. Uh, last couple of weeks we've been in a, a sermon series called Turning the Tables, but this morning I want you to think about uh, the table maybe in the center of your, your home or for your meals, for your family. Think about what happens around that table. What kind of memories does a simple piece of furniture like a table in your house bring to mind for you? Maybe day after day, you've got family that sits around that table. Maybe you, you share news, you share good stories, you laugh, you cry. Lots of things happen around the table. Values get modeled generation after generation. People are loved. Maybe around that table is the first time you reached out your hand and held the hand of your loved one or a loved one. Maybe you made major life decisions around the table. You gathered everybody around the family around the table. You made decisions around that table. What kind of memories come from a simple piece of furniture like a table? Or uh, even think for a moment about a table like this, our communion table in this room. Think about the memories that come even in a around a table like this, weddings that take place, memorial services where we say goodbye to loved ones, the day you said yes to Jesus, maybe even the, the waters of baptism not far from this table and, and what that meant for you in your life. Maybe it's been the slow call of God day after day as finally you took a step of faith and you followed Him or you joined with a, a church group on a mission trip somewhere, or you started teaching kids about Jesus down the hall, or you changed jobs, or your life changed in some way. Imagine what happens around a table. And today, my hope is that we've formed a new memory around these tables. You think we'll remember this day? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope so because the truth is food matters. Meals matter. Time around a table is sacred time. Think about the very first command of God in the Scripture. God says to Adam and Eve, eat freely from any of the trees of the garden. That's the first command. Food is a part of creation. It's part of good creation. I know sometimes when we think of food, we, uh, we think of it as the enemy. You know, oh, I got to stay away from sugar. Man, I got to cut out carbs. Man, we got to stay away from gluten and this and that and the other thing. And that's true, I'm sure, in certain cases. But never forget, food is part of good creation. It's a part of God's good uh, grace to us. Food matters. 
Now, of course, food is also a part of the fall. Remember in Genesis as well, Genesis 2.17, uh, God not only says eat freely from any tree in the garden, but then He says you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And you recall the first thing that happened when Adam and Eve ate from that fruit is that they felt shame. My guess is that some of you in this room have eaten some things in your life and you felt a little bit of shame after you ate that thing. Food's a part of our fall. It's a part of good creation. It's also a part of our relationship with God. When God was forming a covenant with the nation of Israel, read this interesting statement in Exodus 24. It says, uh, Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of lapis lazuli, as bright blue as the sky. But God did not raise his hand against these leaders of the Israelites. They saw God, and they ate and drank. Meals matter. Time around a table is sacred time. In fact, uh, Carolyn Steele writes, few acts are more expressive of companionship than a shared meal. Uh, the very idea of companionship, the, the, the Latin term for companionship comes from a couple of Latin roots, one meaning uh, come, meaning together, and the other is panis, meaning bread. Companionship itself means f- having bread together, having food together. And it's a pretty amazing thing that food connects us to each other, and food connects us with the world. Consider what you had for breakfast this morning. Think about that for just a second. What, what did somebody, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Cereal? Eggs? Okay. Skipped it? <laughs> and we're, we're dealing with food all morning, right? Now you're hungry? Yeah. How about you? Any? Nothing? Coffee? Cinnamon roll? Birthday cake, really? <laughs> My guess is that no matter what you ate, that for, for many of us, uh, that food did not originate in Springfield, maybe not even in Sangamon County, maybe not even in the state, maybe not even in this country. Food is a way that we can both bless the world by sending it all around the world and also be blessed by the world in that it comes here to us. That's the amazing thing about what we're doing here this morning, that the food that you have been putting together right now in this moment is at some point going to be feeding someone whose stomach is growling in hunger right now. And we're able to show the grace of Jesus Christ through food, through food. I think God loves this. Proverbs 22 says, the generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. That's what we're doing right now. This table, it's more than just this piece of wood in this room. It's, well, it extends all the way around the world. Food connects us with each other. And food also casts justice or injustice in the world. Think about um, life before the civil rights movement, especially in the South. My guess is you can conjure in your mind the image of a restaurant in the South with that starkly painted sign that said, no blacks allowed. Food and injustice. 
Or think about people exploited about, uh, around food all around the world. Maybe 18th, 19th century, there was slavery and as, as slaves were made to harvest sugar cane or um, you think of even migrant farmers today perhaps or substance farmers who are being undercut by big corporations or on and on it goes. Food, it connects us, but it also can be something that's used for justice or injustice in the world. And Jesus knew all about the power of food around a table. In fact, in Luke 14... We read a story where Jesus is invited to a big meal. It's in the home of a, a prominent Pharisee, Luke says. It's, it's a big party. It's a big deal. It's a big Sabbath uh, shindig. It's a, a bustling dinner party. Jesus is with a famous individual, maybe several. It's hip. It's the in crowd. It's Instagram worthy. And all eyes are on Jesus. Luke says uh, in Luke 14, He was being carefully watched. Well, Jesus turns the table on them because there's someone there who is is sick, who has this issue of swelling, and Jesus heals them. And then he he turns the table and asks the host, is it okay to heal somebody on the Sabbath? And Luke says they remained silent. They had nothing to say. So then Jesus began to criticize how everybody was sort of fighting for the best place in the room, the best place around the table, the best prominent place. And Luke uh, records Jesus saying, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. But then Jesus cuts right to the core of the table. Luke 14, here's what I want you to hear. Verse 12, Jesus said to the host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors, like of course they had just done, If you do, they may invite you back, and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. See, Jesus is concerned for the poor, for those who do not have. Now, don't misunderstand. I don't think Jesus is saying you should never have a meal when you have friends or family or loved ones around. In fact, you can translate the verb there, uh, stop continually inviting your friends and family. That's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is remember those without. He's saying remember around your table with food those in need. You can do justice in the world and connect with people around something as simple as a table and a meal. The question is, Are we doing justice with our tables? And if we're not, maybe we can turn the tables like Jesus says right here, and maybe we can do justice in the world with it. That's my simple challenge for us in the midst of this wonderful experience today is simply this. Let's do justice with food. It could be as simple as what we're doing today, packing meals together. Midwest Mission does a wonderful thing uh, and has led us in this campaign together today. It's been a wonderful experience. You can do something as simple as that. You can fast from time to time or join with your journey group and fast and, and pool your money together and give it to organizations like Midwest Mission or others around the world who help those in need. You can provide meals for uh, people in inner city mission here in town. You can provide a, a meal for somebody in need and eat that meal with them. Make a stranger your friend by using, with using food as your only weapon. That's the challenge. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, you know what? I like food. I bet you like food. 
I got more than I need. Would you like some? It's been called radically ordinary hospitality or in the language of Jesus, it's a banquet that brings blessing. And I hope it's a memory that we'll share around the tables today that will affect us together in the mission of Jesus, both now and in the years to come. Well, we've been blessed around tables today, but I want to conclude our services with a time around the Lord's table, uh, communion, if you're helping to, to serve that, if you'll make your way uh, to the sides here as we get ready for that time. As we prepare for that, I wanted to just read from the prophet Isaiah who, who recast righteousness in this way with this question. He said, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke, is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked, to clothe them and, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. I love that. Jesus in this table, in this moment is saying, here am I. In this table, in this moment for us, Jesus is breaking the chains of our oppression, is cutting the cords of our sin. He picked up the bread and he broke it and he gave it to his followers and he said, this is, this is my body. His body on the cross broken for us. He drank the, the, the cup, and in that, symbolizing his blood spilled for us, he had a meal, a Passover meal with his followers to remind them that he wanted to connect with them and that he was bringing justice to the world. And it still happens around this table every single week as we gather around it together, as we eat just a little bit of bread and a little cup of juice we're reminded around this meal that God wants to connect with us and that God is bringing justice to the world through Jesus Christ. So come, doesn't matter, blind, lame, crippled, sinful, on the outs in society, proud, arrogant, sinful, doesn't matter, come and find God's mercy and justice blending together around this table. Let me pray for us. Thank you for your good creation of food, Father, and I pray your blessing upon this food we prepared, that it would be a wonderful message of grace to the men and women that receive it around the world. And now as we come around this symbolic table with this symbolic meal, Lord Jesus, we pray that in this moment as we eat of this bread and drink of this juice, we'd be reminded of your sacrifice for us, your grace poured out for us, your life given for us. We not only accept it now, Father, in all of its glory, but we pray that you'd help, us, help um, us to be compelled by it, to be people who do justice with food around our tables as well. We thank you for the gift of Jesus, our Savior. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.